What's good? What's going on? Yeah, I I was thinking, like, what would be a good way to just start uh, another podcast of Inner Monk? It's me, Paul, your host, the one and only, at least I think I'm the only one that exists, that's me. So, yeah, I was like, what's a good way to start? I guess I'll just, like, say, start it off really weird by, like, saying, like, doing weird shit, but I don't know. I feel like I'm retarded sometimes. (laughs) So, welcome back. So... I don't know if you're back or if you're watching this again. Anyway, let me let me just move on. So, I've been working at this summer camp called Camp Olsen. It's a... Uh, maybe I shouldn't say the name <laughs> if I'm going to be talking all kinds of crazy shit on here. Um, but I'm at a summer camp. Forget the name. Um, it doesn't matter anymore. Just forget that I said it. Uh, so... I'm out here doing my thing in the summer. The old place where I used to stay at, which was my grandmother's house, my grandmother passed away. So I basically moved up. Oh, there's a frog. I'm out in the forest right now doing like some work and I'm on like a little lunch break right now and I found, there's like frogs everywhere. Let me try and catch it. Hey, little guy. You think I'm going to eat you? You're a small... This is a small-ass fucking frog. Anyway, there's a frog in my hand now. There's a toad. Oh, it jumped out of my... Whatever. Okay. What was it? Okay, so my grandma died, passed away, um, and they sold the house. Of course, what else their sibling is going to do with their mother's shit besides fucking sell it all for money? I don't know if that's the sole reason why they sold it, but they definitely wanted to... Um, I think their plan was to sell the house, which they did, and then sell the cabin, which I'm staying at right now, which you might have heard my other episode called LSD at the Cabin. That's where I went to visit the cabin, and I tested out some LSD, and it ended up being really good. Um, the LSD ended up being really good, so I took it to Vegas with me. I took the acid to Las Vegas, all right? Just kidding. I didn't. I didn't really. Uh, I didn't really do that. I don't know. Can you get in trouble for that shit? Like saying that you took acid somewhere. I don't know. Um, but it, 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 regardless, it didn't. I didn't. Wink, wink. I didn't uh, do that. But anyway, I'm, I'm at the fucking event. I'm at. I was at Electric Daisy Carnival. It's EDC in Vegas. Um, so I did that in May. Yeah, they had it back in May. They did it like a month earlier so it wouldn't be as hot because I guess June is the really hot month in Nevada. So they did it in May and it was it was really good turnout. It was really good. Uh, the first day, within like the first couple of hours of being at the event, I like quadruple dropped some Lucy. You know what I'm saying? Took like four hits. <laughs> I thought I... <laughs> I almost lost it, man. I almost fucking lost myself into some, like, bad trip. I don't know. Like, I, I was just at the main stage. And if you, you can Google images of how the main stage looks in 2018, EDC Las Vegas. It was fucking ginormous. It looked beautiful. It was like it was like a stone statue of a man and a woman holding a heart. And then in between that was, like, some weird design. 
and the music was playing and the lights were on and everything like that and it wasn't even dark yet and there wasn't even that many people there yet but it was just the I peaked my high hit me at the same time that I was just coming to the realization like like whoa like I, I've been single for like over a year now and I thought I was a piece of shit and I used to drink a lot and I used to do all this crazy shit and now here I am with some homies that I met uh, at EDC Las Vegas like holy fuck it was like just overwhelming it was an overwhelming feeling um, that just came over me it was weird and and I almost like freaked the fuck out because <laughs> the stage was just huge and there's all these people around me and I just felt like like whoa like what the fuck like uh, there's too many people that the state everything just seemed so big everything just seemed like gigantic and I was not used to this because I was uh I, I lived in Minnesota and and I've been in like the basement pretty much by myself for like like almost two years so like just that crowd and the the the, the, the gigantic fucking stage just just made me feel weird and uh, I had to like breathe <laughs> I had to like focus on breathing and I had to force myself to like keep moving to the music to take my mind off of like everything that was going on in my head and my the friends I was there with which some friends that I met with at uh the EDC the year before actually and so they were like trying to talk to me and be like hey what's up and like taking pictures and stuff and I was just like forcing myself to smile and I couldn't hear what they were saying so I would just nod and pretend that I heard and be like yeah yeah yep 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 and there's some people that uh later on that night some people that are I this like weird trip by the way lasted for like the first couple hours that like like that it hit me so for like two for a, a good chunk of like two hours I was just in this weird like don't fucking talk to me leave me alone let me let me like survive this this phase of this weird trip that I'm going through and all these people that like they were the friends that I came to see they had other friends that they met there too and they were like introducing me to them <laughs> and but I was just so gone that that they would like touch me on the shoulder and be like hey man nice to meet you what's your name and I'd just be like Paul and I wouldn't say anything after that and they're just like okay cool man you like the music I'm like what <laughs> do you like the music I'm like yes <laughs> and I would have this just straight look on my face and I think later on I kind of apologized I was like hey sorry I didn't mean to be like a douchebag or a dickhead or anything like that but I was just fucking I was like surviving man I was going through like some really evil weird shit and I I had to control, I had to keep myself under control or else I would have just like freaked the fuck out. And they're like, oh no, it's cool, man. We figured you. <laughs> so that was, a. so I did EDC. That was a cool experience. We did the RV camping, which was the first year they ever did it. And man, that was one of the best, if not the best festival experience that I've ever had because uh, they were, they had like a camping campground set up like in the huge parking lot of the Speedway. And so you didn't have to go all the way back to a hotel. You didn't have to go to like an Airbnb that was like 30 to an hour minutes away. You didn't have to take a cab or take the the bus, their big ass buses that they have, the charter buses. You didn't have to take a bus back to Vegas. You didn't have to do any of that shit. You just walk like 20 minutes from the venue uh, to your RV or wherever your 
your campsite is set up. They had tents that you could also buy, but um, all of my friends and I decided, uh, they actually told me this um, before I came down there that they were going to rent an RV and if I would have money to chip in for it. And I said, yes. And it was just awesome. We had a bunch of beers, uh, liquor, um, other stuff, you know, we put it in, snuck it in. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say sneak it in because they didn't hardly ever, they didn't really check the RVs. Like they said they were going to, and they checked a few things, but that was about it. There was a huge line and everybody's just in their RVs partying, fucking drinking while waiting in the line to get into the venue. It was fucking crazy. And the, the campgrounds had like a special DJ set. Um, for whenever the event before and after the events they had pools they had like some above ground pools there uh there was all these vendors selling like food and t-shirts and uh like festival merchandise it was fucking awesome and um they had like you know some of the djs that were playing with like excision and i don't remember the other ones but excision was one of the big ones that had like a special set for the just for the campground people so that was really awesome, and I think the owner of Insomniac, I forget his fucking name, I don't know how I could forget his name, um, Pascal, his name is Pascal, he came for a visit, he came to visit the campgrounds just to see how everything did, because it was the first time doing it, uh, and it was really cool. Um, one of the things that happened, uh, <laughs> we got into a little altercation with some Colombians. <laughs> there were like some people from Colombia that were camping there too and they had an RV and they were like two RVs down from us. And at first they, like they were all really cool regardless of the story I'm about to tell. They were all really cool. Um, and they had like this weird, it looked like a fucking milk carton but not like a plastic milk carton like those, like those, um, I don't know how to explain it. It was like a square jug that like one of those juice boxes it was like a giant juice box and it was full of this fucking liquor this like it wasn't really vodka or anything it was like this colombian shit and it tasted fucking good and we just called it fire water because we couldn't it's like it showed like a group of people on the cover of the box just like smiling and laughing it doesn't even show them with drinks in their hand it just shows them sitting around like together laughing like okay i guess this shit means you're gonna have a good time um it looked really family friendly. It's almost like, it's almost like, uh, what's that called? Whenever, uh, I can't think of the word. Um, propaganda? No, some, that's not the right word. It was almost saying like, hey, this shit isn't alcohol. <laughs> that's, that's what the cover, like the cover, you would, from the look of the cover, you would never guess that it was alcohol because it, it was in Spanish. And I forgot what it translated to, but it was like, party water or fire water or some weird shit like that that's just what we called it um so we're drinking that with them and this is like after the event like not all the way after this is like after day two so the, the event was three days we did day one then it was day two and then day two ended at like five or six in the morning so this was around like eight or nine o'clock we all <clears throat> i plan to go to bed at like 11 or 12 and then wake up at like three or four just a few hours of sleep because that's when the event reopened for the third day and it was the last day so i wanted to get there early um so i didn't want to drink that much i just had a few shots with them all it was me and my my friends from my rv our, our rv and then the colombians were all just drinking around and one of the colombians dude just keeps wanting to take shots over and over and over 
and I can understand Spanish a little bit, but not a lot, but he was like, beber mas, mas, or some shit like that, beber mas, drink more, I think, and, <coughs> excuse me, so, I, I'm not down with that, I was just like, look, I'm, I'm trying to go to bed, like, I'm not, I'm not much of a drinker anymore, like, I don't drink like I used to, I, I like to drink, like, maybe a couple shots, and then I like to do other stuff, you know what I'm saying, so, I'm kind of done with it, I want to go to sleep, and he's just being really aggressive, just kind of just, like, keeps pretty much shouting at me to take more shots, and I was like, no, 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 thanks, so I finally get away, um, I was talking to some other dude while we were drinking, and he said he had some pills, and so I was, like, doing a transaction with him, and then and at the end of the transaction, the dude, like, found me again, he's like, hey, amigo, ah, beber, beber, I was like, what, no, I'm good, I'm good, and he's just getting really mad, and then, so I go into the, I, like, finally get him away from me, like, I was like, dude, sorry, I, I don't want to drink anymore, um, maybe he thought I was, like, being an asshole to him, I'm not sure, because he was pretty fucked up, so, I'm in the RV, I'm like, I, they gave me a blow-up mattress, because there's not, like, everybody else already had their little sleeping spots in the RV, and I was, like, the extra man, so we had it. They had a blow-up mattress for me, which was fucking awesome. I don't care. I'll sleep on the fucking floor. I'll sleep outside. I don't give a shit. I'm with good friends, having a good motherfucking time. I don't care where I sleep. As long as I can shut my eyes for a couple hours. You know what I mean? So I get the blow-up mattress ready. <laughs> it's right in, like, the walkway inside the RV. And it's right next to, like, in most RVs, at least bigger ones, they have, like, a table that you can set up, and the table folds down into, like, a chair or a seat. And we had one of those, and then at the end of the hall, like the opposite side of the driver's seat, like the, there's the front, which is like the windshield and the driver where you drive, and then there's the back. In the back, there's like a whole, pretty much a room, like a bedroom with a big-ass bed. And that's where my friend's girl, girlfriend, I think they're boyfriend and girlfriend, I'm not sure, I think maybe they're just fucking, I don't know. Uh, so that's where she was like chilling. <laughs> trying to sleep too so I'm in like the hallway of the RV and she's in the bedroom and like I'm chilling she's chilling there's one homie like in that one seat where the table's at the table's put down and there's like he turned it into a seat and he's knocked the fuck out and then there's another bed like a thing where you can sleep above where the driver sits and uh there's another homie knocked out up there so everybody's like chilling um, knock the fuck out from the night before and they're like recovering and getting ready for day three. Except it's fucking Colombian dude. <laughs> and uh, the other homie, the one with the girlfriend that was sleeping, he was out there getting fucked up with them. So he was kind of out of it too. Anyway, the Colombian dude comes in the RV and he's like saying the same shit like, beber, beber, like drink more, drink more. I'm like, like, dude, what the fuck? I was like, can you get out of our RV, please, man? Like, I'm trying to sleep. And he wouldn't listen. He was just very belligerent, very fucked up. And then he starts, like, putting his hands on me. And I'm, I'm like, laying, I'm, like, sitting on the floor Indian style, like, on the mattress. Like, it, there's not much air in it, but I didn't need a lot of air. I was just fucking done. I was just like, I don't care if there's no air in it or not a lot of air in it. I'm just going to sleep. So I was kind of, like, sitting down. And he comes over to me and, like, starts pushing my head down whenever I, whenever I try to stand up to, like, confront him to tell him I don't want to drink anymore again for, like, the millionth time. So this is where things kind of get out of control. 
he's like pushing my head down, not letting me stand up. I'm like, what the fuck? So I like, I get in a better position to like, I get, I get in like on all four, like a squatting position with my hands on the floor so I can get more leverage to push myself up against this fucking hand that's on my head. And I don't know jujitsu or anything like that. Like I've only wrestled with me and my buddies, like, you know, drunk wrestling or like whenever you're kids, you fuck around. That's the only experience I have. So I'm not like a skilled fighter or anything by all means, but I know a little bit. So I'm like using my leverage to push up against this fucking drunk Colombian hand (laughs) that's pushing my head down and he's like pushing harder and harder and then he gets like even more aggressive and whenever I finally stand up he's like trying to push me up against the wall which he does so he's like he's like as he's pushing me up against the wall I think like I just go with my instincts like well what's I just gotta like get in a dominant position the most dominant position I, I know how to do when somebody's like trying to grab me and that's just to like wrap my fucking arm around their neck and like get them in like a defensive headlock type thingy I don't know but uh it was almost like a triangle choke no 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 not a triangle choke I don't man I don't know like I said I don't know I don't know how to fight but so I like I got him in this like weird chokehold to where I had my arm around his neck my head was under his arm and my other arm was like grabbed onto my other arm so like I had him in I basically had him in like a Nelson but like from the front not the back and so he's up against me on the wall and I have him in the Nelson and I squeeze harder and I hear him go like and I hear him like make a weird grunting noise so I know like okay I got him if I want to I can squeeze from here and like close off his airways and put him to sleep that's all right that's what I'm gonna do I'm just gonna put this guy to sleep and then he'll leave me the fuck alone and his Colombian friends uh can get him or somebody can wake up and and by the way my friends during this whole thing never woke up (laughs) but uh the girl seen me with him like that that was trying to sleep and she's like paul paul let him go let him go i was like what what the fuck do you mean let him go he's trying to fight me like why would i let him go like i i have him in a good position right now where he's not going to hurt me and i'm not going to hurt him like all i'm going to do is put him to sleep and i was trying to explain this to her and she's like please let him go please come on do it for me let him go i was like i this doesn't make any fucking sense maybe it's because we rented the rv and she didn't want any damage to get done i think that's what she explained to me later but uh i was like okay I'm gonna I don't know why I'm listening to you but okay I let him go right after I let him go he starts like shoving me and like he throws like a weak punch at me and like doesn't really do anything but then he shoves me even harder and I like I fall back and I hit my back on the fucking table and I'm like in pain I'm like oh fuck and then uh and then he like starts grabbing on the girl and she's like hey, hey, hey. and then finally his his friends his Colombian friends come into the RV cuz they they know he's probably causing trouble. They come into the RV and they see what he's doing and they so fu- they fucking grab him and they try to control him and she's like what the fuck? And then my other friend my uh, the other friend the homie's uh boyfriend or the homegirl's boyfriend he comes in like fucked up and we try to explain like hey man this dude's like trying to fight me and he tried to like hit her and all this crazy shit and he's just like what oh oh man he was just fucked up and he was gone the homie was fucking gone um he's like stumbling and shit like that he didn't give a shit he's like oh the homie he's just fucked up it's all good and then he like leaves the rv with me and the colombians and the girl i'm like what the fuck i was like even she was like in shock like oh my god (laughs) so 
the Clemian dudes are like trying to get him under control and then he shoves me again and that's whenever like I bruised my back he like shoved me into the wall and like I stood up to him like face to face I said look man you're not gonna push me again that's the last time you're gonna push me and his friend saw that I was serious so he they just fucking grabbed him and got him the fuck out of there um so that was like this one crazy weird thing that happened while at the camping sites at EDC Las Vegas but um besides that that wasn't even you know that that's not even a bad altercation you know what I mean like that like other festivals I'm sure they have like crazier like more devious shit that goes on like everybody here was just there to have a good time and you know get high and get fucked up and listen to the music and dance and whatever but uh yeah the next day they all came over to (laughs) to us and they gave us an extra bottle or extra carton they have that Colombian drink and they're like, yeah, we're sorry. And the dude apologized and gave me a hug. I was like, no, it's all good, man. Whatever, it's all good. I, I was just like in a hurry to get to the last day of the event. So all in all, EDC Las Vegas was crazy, fucking awesome. The camping experience was the best. Um, yeah, it just it was an amazing experience. I'll never forget it. I'll definitely do it again when I get the chance, when I get the money, whenever I get the time, which I have a lot of time just not the money so anyway so i did the vegas thing and then um i'm pretty much moved into the cabin at this point i'm living there it's um i'm looking for jobs around the area in longville and this i noticed that this camp this like ymca camp is hiring so excuse me like i burped at the same time i said so um by the way, I, I am doing this podcast by myself, and I am alone most of the time. Right now, I'm alone in the fucking woods with my dog, wherever the fuck he's at. Hope an eagle don't swoop down and grab him. Jeffrey! My dog's name is Jeff. Oh, he's right there, chilling. Okay, cool. So, I'm, uh, I'm on a little bit of a lunch break, so I figured I'd do a podcast. And I, I, there's, anyway, I was looking for jobs. And I noticed the grocery store was hiring, which I didn't want to work at a grocery store. And the gas station was hiring, and I didn't want to work at a gas station. And it's a very small town. There's not many, you know, options. But I noticed on the internet, YMCA Camp is hiring. Um, So I called them up. Um, They didn't answer, so I... Oh, no, no, no. I I didn't... I looked up the address, and I noticed the address was like five minutes down the street. So I just went there in person. And I called them up, uh, you know, told them where I was at, and they said to come on in. I came in there, I told them a little bit about me, that I'm moving up from Cross Lake, and I'm looking for a new work for the summer. I still work at a restaurant just for, like, one more week, but then after that, I'm free. Um, I'm, like, I'm, I'm a certified personal trainer. I have a lot of cooking experience. If they need any cooks or kitchen, whatever, I was in the military. I did the Navy for four and a half years. Um, blah, blah, blah. I told them basically everything about my resume <clears throat> and they said, cool. And they told me to fill out the application, send it in and then have another interview with me. And after that, another interview and I'm good. And that's what happened. I did the interview <clears throat> with both the people that I needed to do it with and I got the job. And so for the entire summer, minus one week in July where I did ultra music festival in Europe, which was crazy awesome too. 
for except for that week i've been pretty much working here all summer and i have until september the end of september to find something else either around here or in a closer area like duluth maybe minneapolis because i'm ready to move on with my life you know what i mean i'm ready to move on with being a personal trainer because i've had this fucking certification since december of 2017 and i've tried to use it to start my own online personal training business which i didn't go very far because i didn't have enough money and i didn't have anybody that was hitting me up i didn't get any clients i didn't get any customers i basically sucked at sales all right i was not good at selling my product i was not good at selling myself um i basically just got a bunch of people to hit me up that were all flakes they knew me or knew me from someone else and they hit me up saying they were interested. Then when it came time to put in the motherfucking work, nobody put in the work. Now you might say, hey, that's your fault because you're the trainer. You're supposed to motivate them. To do it. You're right. You're absolutely fucking right. I fucked up. <clears throat> okay. I, I, like I said, I just, I didn't sell myself better. I didn't, the product was not quality product. I didn't believe in it. I wasn't confident in it. I wasn't confident that I could really train somebody online in the proper ways. Like, obviously, you know, I can, it doesn't take much to train somebody. You tell them what to do and they, if they do it, there you go. They're trained. But as far as like, you know, being able to see their form, how good their form is, if they're using the right muscles, if they have muscle imbalances, if, if they're, um, you know what I mean? Like if they need to do more squats, if they, if they shouldn't be doing squats yet, if they need to stretch more, if their proper muscles are firing off when they're doing the exercise, um, are they doing the right amount of reps? Are they using the right amount of weight? Are they resting the right amount of time in between sets? Uh, are they <laughs> working out enough? Are they working out too little? Are they doing too much cardio? You know what I mean? The list can go on and on and on, and all that takes time and experience to be able to to work with to work with like it's very hard to do that online and I was just way over my head I didn't know what the fuck I was doing um I uploaded a bunch of videos of me doing certain exercises probably bad form because I myself was a rookie at working out too I just didn't know it I thought that you know I did a lot of push-ups I did a lot of pull-ups I did could do a lot of sit-ups I did yoga and I, I have a six-pack um I'm in shape I eat healthy like all of those are great things but I didn't know how much like knowledge that I needed to be able to train somebody because it's so much things that you need to know. Like I just made, listed off all the shit that you need to know in order to do that. And I didn't know any of that shit because I had not even done it on myself. I was in the beginning stages of my own fitness. So how am I supposed to train somebody else? that's in like a more advanced stage how to like be better anyway just it just fucking failed they only had one customer which was like a friend and he like took forever to pay me which is all good you know what i mean like shit shit happens i'm not like some money hungry fucking asshole that's gonna be like you need to pay me now or else we're not friends like it's all good whatever the situation got handled everything was cool um so yeah that's what i was doing in the beginning of this year, after like January, February, March, April, and a little bit of May, before I moved into the cabin with no internet, um, we 
didn't have hot water the first time I was moved in there. Everything was filthy. It was cluttered. It was just all this old shit. Nobody had been, nobody had went to the cabin in like a decade or like 15 years. It's just a crazy amount of time that somebody's been there. So it's just like 15 years worth of just animals fucking with it. Weeds growing around. Poison ivy everywhere. Fucking rat turds everywhere. Or mice turds. I don't know which if they're different. Um, so that was going on. And then in July, like I said, I went to Ultra Music Festival Europe. I used the money that my grandma gave me whenever she died. Which was like a couple thousand dollars. It wasn't much, but... Thank you, Grandma. Rest in peace. I used it wisely. I went to another country. I did a Europe adventure. I wanted to do something. I just wanted to do something out of my comfort zone. I had never been to Europe. I had never been to like an ultra festival. Um, I had never been out of the country besides Mexico on my own. And when I say on my own, like all the other times I've traveled out the country around the world, I was in the Navy. So I couldn't really do the things I wanted to do, even though I did anyway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Keep that little, keep that a secret between us. <clears throat> but, you know, I just wasn't free. I was tied down. I had a ball and chain, a big ass Navy ship. I had to answer to people. Couldn't enjoy the experience like I really wanted to. So it was just a big leap for me to just randomly take a trip to fucking Europe for a festival by myself. This is also my first time going to a festival by myself. So, I'm in Europe doing my thing. I had a layaway in Paris, Paris, so however they say it there. The women in the airport at Paris were just so fucking gorgeous. Oh my God, there's a lot of light-skinned uh, girls. And when I say light-skinned, I don't mean white. I mean like the half-black caramel color girls. That's typically what people say when they, when they say, oh, he light-skinned or she's light-skinned. They're talking about like a... a a very light-skinned black person. They're not talking about a white guy or a white girl or a white female, whatever the fuck. I don't know. Um, so there was a lot of beautiful there. I just had a layaway there or layover there, a few hours, got on the plane, finally arrived in Croatia, and my God, this is so beautiful. A beautiful country. Hey, Jeffrey, get over here. My dog's like just slowly walking far away into the woods from me, which I don't, he's a chihuahua, he's small, anything could just nab his ass, a fucking frog can eat his ass, a big ass frog can just swallow him whole, get over here, stop walking away from me, alright, if you get souped up, don't come crying to me, <laughs> souped up by a fucking eagle I seen flying around not too long ago, um, so yeah, I'm going to end this pretty quick, but after I talk about the ultra Europe experience, so we'll end it with that. Um, I was in Europe, I was in Croatia, a beautiful fucking country. So beautiful. I went to the, you know, I landed on the airplane, obviously. And then I got, I went to the, the ultra booth that was at the airport. Ultra Europe is like a pretty big thing. They had like a lot of people there at the airport from the event. They had their own booth where you can get your tickets um, that you purchased online and you get your bus ticket if you got a bus ticket and you get a ride to the shuttle area and then the shuttle area takes, you know, you go to wherever your hostel or hotel or Airbnb, wherever you're staying. So I did all that, got in my hostel and uh, yeah, man, was chilling in there for a little bit, went out, walked around, explored, 
came back, met two fucking crazy awesome people that were doing the same thing I was doing from Australia. They were like doing a backpack tour through Europe and they were also going to ultra Europe. They were younger and, you know, early 20s and one of them, the girl was 18, but they're still fucking cool. They're really awesome people. Uh, I think the dude's name was Jack and the other, uh, Mel, Ellen, Emily, I forget the girl's name. I'm sorry if you're, I doubt they're ever listening to this shit, but um, yeah, they were cool people, man. They, we were all sharing like drinks and they bought me some food and I pitched in and we both helped, both helped each other out. We helped each other, like I helped them get some stuff <laughs> from a dude that I met online. <laughs> that was the other sketchy thing. I was talking to some dude on Facebook because uh, he hit me up. He found out I was going to Ultra Europe through Facebook because I posted in one of the Facebook groups that I'm going solo and if anybody wants, anybody wants to meet me up, meet up with me. Man, I'm losing my words. Maybe it's time I stop talking. Um, anyway, uh, met up with this person who gave me some good stuff, so we bought more. Then I met up with the other person that hit me up on Facebook named Valerie. She was there. She was cool. We hung out day one. Uh, ended up being a really cool person. I fucking, I thought that she liked me. So later on that night, you know, like we were, I feel like we were kicking it off. We were hitting it off. It was day one. We both, we all took like pictures and stuff like that. And uh, we're hanging out, dancing. And I'm like, you know, we're kind of getting touchy-feely with each other. Not, not like crazy but like i was like holding her during one of the songs and she's like wow thanks i needed that i don't know i guess we both went through bad breakups i'm not sure but i later on that night i was like you know i really want to kiss you and she's like no she said no no thanks no i was like i I wasn't like upset or offended i was just kind of confused it's like like what the fuck like i was just grabbing up on your ass like a little bit ago and and you don't like me it's like (laughs) what the fuck I i was like what the fuck like women are are weird <laughs> i was just that was all going through my head and i finally kind of got over it um but anyway before day one there was a pre-party and the pre-party was at one of the clubs near the festival so i, I went to that and i was testing out the the pill one of some of the pills that i had i wanted to test them out at a club just in case they were shitty i can get better ones and tell my friend not to buy anything from them. So I was testing them at this the pre-party. And they were decent. They are pretty good. Uh, they are called like fucking gold pharaohs or some weird shit. Golden pharaohs. There was like a picture of a fucking... F- the pill looked like a pharaoh. It was fucking awesome. Uh, whoever made that design. I don't know how the fuck these chemists or people do it. But I'm at the pre-party. I take half feeling pretty good dancing to the music it's some nice house music it's it was so awesome it's it was like an outdoor dance area and it was like you know it was a good turnout and it starts pouring rain and to my surprise like everybody just kept fucking dancing in the rain it was was like it was like that scene you know in the matrix the matrix 2 the revolution or whatever where they're in the big ass cave and they're all wet and there's like water everywhere and shit and they're like just fucking partying it was like that, except not as much people when we weren't in a cave and uh, there weren't any naked chicks or anything like that, but there were some fine-ass bitches. So it was just everybody dancing in the rain. It felt cool. I took my shirt off and all that shit. It was just, 
it, I felt so free. And I've had like, I had like six girls come up to me and just say like, oh, they like my dancing and like, do I have any drugs? And I was like, I don't, but I know someone. And so we stayed in contact. Three of them were from Ireland and they were like digging me, talking to me and shit like that. Then they kind of went, walked away and did their own thing while I was just kind of dancing to the music. Then there is these three Turkish girls that came up to me and one of them looked like a straight uh, I don't want to say anything mean. She looked, she, they were all beautiful, but one of them just looked like a druggie. <laughs> and she's like, hey, do you got any drugs? <laughs> like, I was like, drugs? Like, what the fuck? Who says that? Uh, I, no, I, I don't, but I know where I can get it. She's like, oh, okay. So we're like, I'm like hanging out with them. And yeah, like I'm, I'm really attracted to this, this other one. And we hit it off and I'm like, she's like smoke they're like smoking cigarettes and i like smoking cigarettes whenever i am like uh buzzed you know what i mean it kind of increases my buzz if that makes sense so i'm doing that we're all chilling on the dance floor dancing and fucking smoking and just wow wet and shit and they're like all beautiful and they have like these turkish accents and it's like oh they're they're fucking it was amazing and like i kissed one of them like i did like a shotgun or whatever where you put the cigarette in your mouth and inhale the smoke and blow it into the person's mouth i did that corny ass shit because that's like a good way to get a girl to kiss you like, hey, you want to do a shotgun I'm like sure anyway it was stupid but i did that and i got their facebook or their instagram or whatever to stay in touch with them to tell them get them give them the information about the dude um the, the day one came and i met with that other girl like i said and they never hit me back but we saw each other at the event, like they were walking by and they're like, hey, Paul. I was like, oh, well, shit, what's up, girls? So later on that night, Jeffrey, stop running, man. <sighs> My dog is still trying to do his own thing. Maybe he's thirsty. So I got to get back to work. But anyway, um, the girls saw me at the festival and we hooked up from there and we stayed in contact. I went back to their their apartment. And nothing like crazy orgy or sex shit happened. Like, but I, that was I was okay with that. Like, I was in good hands. I met some really fucking amazing people, and I chilled with them like the second and third day. Um, yeah, like we stayed in touch and became like really good friends after the event. And hitting each other up on Instagram for a little bit. Haven't spoken with them in a little bit, but that's normal. You know, you meet people at festivals. You talk to each other for like a minute and then it's like okay they don't exist anymore um so yeah now i'm on to new ventures my next goal next year is portugal hopefully that could happen but that's what i've been up to since my last podcast called lsd at the cabin that's what i've been doing man and i haven't had internet which i still don't but i have some decent reception so i figured hey might as well do a fucking podcast during my lunch break might as well right um, hopefully people are listening. This is just me talking about my life, whether it be funny or stupid or serious. It, it, I don't know what category to put it in, but it's, it's just me, Paul, inner monk. Welcome. Welcome back. Peace.